0: welcome to another episode of Two Guys and a Chainsaw. I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. Well, as we said last week, it's time for requests. And we put to our patrons a small poll of a few movies, I think four, that uh, we were kind of interested in doing from that request list that we maintain. And uh, the poll gave a tie to two things. Uh, the first one that we did last week was... Um, Gobble the initiation.
1: <laughs> the, initiation. <laughs> the, initiation. <laughs> the initiation. We just did that like that, that, a few days ago.
0: <laughs> unforgettable film. <laughs> the initiation. And uh, this week is Toby Hooper's The Funhouse. This is from 1981. And I believe it was his first studio picture after, well, he did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He did one called Eaten Alive, um, which I saw a long time ago. I don't think I've seen saying. it. I remember being pretty weird. But then there's this one, The Fun House, which seemed to get a very wide release. Wow. So I had seen the cover art for this movie on the shelves, and uh, the concept is interesting to me, right? Like horror in a fun house. Mm -hmm. Really, in this one, I I think it's less of a fun house, more of a haunted house, I think you would call it, like a ghost ride.
1: I guess, Uh, yeah.
0: In a a carnival. I don't know. I suppose I'm not going to dick around with terminology, but I had not seen it before today actually, and uh, that's that. You've seen this before, though, Craig, right?
1: Yeah, it surprises me that you haven't. I don't know. I probably saw it when I was in college or graduate school, but (laughs) rented, I don't remember, either the VHS or the DVD from the video store. The cover art is creepy, you know, kind of like a creepy clown kind of popping out at you, but I think it was the name Toby Hooper, that drew me to it. Yeah. Because I am a fan. Like, you know, he did Texas Chainsaw, and then just, what, a year or two after this, he did Poltergeist, which is one of my favorite movies. Like, I love Mm. that movie. So I think I was just drawn to that. I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. I, I know that I've seen it at least once. I think I've probably seen it. Nah, that's a lie. I know I've seen it at least a couple times. But I was... Happy to revisit it for this. You know, when I just watch movies for myself, like, I'm not worried about anything. I'm not thinking about much. I'm just watching the movie. When I watch movies for the podcast, I'm really paying attention. Like, I'm trying to pay attention to the cinematography and the score and all of those different elements that we might want to talk about. Um, So I was excited to watch this again to pay attention to those things, and I'm glad I did. And I, just based on your tone of voice, I feel like you didn't like it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I found the movie maddening. (laughs) I have so many notes who are like, Why in the world is this happening? Why aren't they moving? There's just so much in here that doesn't make sense from the motivations of the characters to why they stand in place and scream for five minutes instead of actually (laughs) do something. And it's almost, honestly, I'm kind of surprised that this is Toby Hooper. Because the guy's good. He makes good movies. But I wonder if he didn't get into a little rut there in the beginning where he just kept going back to the kind of crazy hillbilly or crazy weird twisted family thing that's what eaten alive kind of was obviously that's what texas chainsaw massacre was in this one it's just it's kind of the same it's this crazy carny family that you know is terrorizing these people and just like texas chainsaw massacre i, I feel like he spends a lot of time on the pain of females <laughs> women screaming and crying with their mascara going down being menaced by somebody and it's really uncomfortable and it's very effective in the texas chainsaw massacre like really effective you feel so bad for that woman and then you hear some of the backstory of how you know how he was shooting it and it's like it was pretty miserable for that actress as well and so i couldn't help but feel shades of that here except the production is slicker Mm -hmm. everything's a little lighter in tone.
1: Yeah. Everything
0: is almost, I, I hesitate to say, it just has shades of a kid's movie. Yeah. If it weren't for some of the gore and a couple of the small things that happen in here, it feels like a kid's movie. Yet, we get these long, uncomfortable scenes of just a woman screaming, like in pain and in panic, or somebody like menacing them, and then, like in one of these scenes, this woman's got to say some awful things to this guy to try to get her to, to leave her, uh, you know. And and I, it just tonally, it's off for me, and also it just like not realistic. Like, of course. You... You know, we talk about where's the line, right? Most of the movies we watch are not realistic. Of course, in the horror movies, everybody runs upstairs when they should be going out the door. But this movie had a hell of a lot of that in it. And it got annoying by the end of it. Like, why is this person standing in place? Why are they not doing the obvious thing? And I think I was so distracted by those things that um, I got kind of bored. I just, I tuned off, I turned off a little bit. And... And that's a shame, because actually, I think the movie, like I said, is well-made. It's got some interesting things in it. It's got some interesting cinematography. It kind of bounces between really good, uh, inspired cinematography and really bland stuff. And then the final sequence. Oh, I know we're going to get to all this, but my God. The final sequence, I'm just looking at my watch. Is this over yet? Am I supposed to be terrified? And and I'm watching, I, I read a, a review online, a couple reviews online that were just so glowing about this movie. Contemporary reviews, you know, they was saying, and the utter edge of your seat, nail-biting ending. <sighs> that was not where I was. was <laughs> I was laying half down in the sofa, buried under cushions by the end of the, well, watching the ending of this movie and, and couldn't wait for it to be done, so... I don't know, that sounds very uncharitable, but we'll see. We'll see, as we pick it apart and walk through it. Yeah, no, I
1: I didn't hate it, uh, and I should have, because once again, our wires got a little bit crossed, and I thought we were doing this 12 hours from now, so I ended up having to get up at 7.15 this morning to watch this movie. Like I don't get up at 7.15 in the morning, in the summertime (laughs) period and certainly not like to get up to watch a movie. So I should have been like in a bad mood and not enjoying myself. I think really, uh, you're not wrong about the story, but uh, and and I think the fact that I have, like, a half a page of notes, whereas usually, like, I have to struggle to keep it to a page, because not a whole lot happens. But, I mean, it's a story about some quote-unquote teenagers who yeah. <laughs> spend the night in a shady carnival funhouse and, like, bad stuff happens, like murderers and, and stuff. Like... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not expecting. I know
0: you're not you know, a lot, Dickens. Right? You know, but I right? just want to be engaged with it. You know, and I didn't. I just kind of got disengaged after a while because I was scratching my head so much. I feel like, sadly, there isn't a lot that I could find about this movie, like the details. Like, I think the trivia is pretty light on IMDb. The Wikipedia page is pretty light. Yeah. Um, I have to feel that this movie got chopped up a bit. I don't know. It feels like there are whole scenes that I, I don't know why they're there. And there's kind of like sort of threads that just uh, uh, like everything with Joey and his parents.
1: Yeah, that was weird. It just baffles <laughs> me, right? right? That it's that
0: just bizarre. So bizarre.
1: I wanted that to be something. It, it felt like too. it was going somewhere. It felt like um, movies from our childhood that had those kinds of rambunctious kid characters like i thought that joey was gonna somehow become involved in the main plot but he doesn't like like there's this this whole setup you know he's following his sister who's on a date a double date at a carnival or whatever and He's following her, and he kind of sees some of the shady stuff that's going on, but it never leads anywhere like he no. eventually he eventually just gets
0: i don't even what happens to him they, well they keep popping back to Joey as though. You know, this is the kind of thing you do when it's like oh the cops are coming, are they going to find them in time or is this going to be their salvation? They are staying the night in this fun house. He doesn't know that they're doing it but he seems to think that maybe they are. It's very unclear because it's like he sees I think he sees them go in and
1: not come out.
0: Them not come out and, and right. to be clear this is not a fun house like you and I when you think of a fun house like right. a carnival it's something you walk through and there are mirrors right. and it's this is like a dark ride is what it is. So there's a track and there are cars and you go into it and it's very, very spooky. And then, you know, kind of circles around and comes back. These are usually, they look way cooler than they end up being. If you've been <laughs> on any of these, because it's like all fits within like a, a, one trailer, you know, one, one trailer right. of a tractor. Trailer I don't. And they're so <laughs> shitty usually, but God, they look so exciting when you, when you're standing outside and you see the giant facade. Nevertheless, supposed traveling carnival in Iowa has a funhouse that they must have come there, uh, I don't know, a year before to set up. They had to dig some foundation. Oh, right. They had to pour concrete. They have a lower level underneath it where people are living in. They've got tunnels underneath with venting and and then way too much machinery.
1: Yeah, it's like a warehouse. It's huge. Oh, my
0: God. And there's a second floor, apparently. I mean... it, it, it's pretty ridiculous, but you, you just suspend your disbelief for that, I guess you have to do. Otherwise, it wouldn't actually be that interesting. <laughs> right. So I'm happy to see. Well,
1: you. because in real life, I mean, God, there are so many things. I, I think maybe partly I'm just kind of nostalgic for this because it reminds me of a different time. Like,
0: Yeah, I know what you mean.
1: I live in rural Missouri, and these types of, like, smarmy carnivals came through here at at least once a year.
0: And they're so fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like when I was a kid, like I wouldn't go near one of those today as an adult. Like... I no. I, <laughs> I I don't know. I'm sure there are regulations and stuff. You know, the, the, it's they still come here every year. But go like thinking back when I was a kid, it was like you see in the movies. Like they just look run down and like they're just held together with spit and shoe polish. Like when I was a kid, I just thought it was the coolest thing and riding those rides that. It's like a miracle that I'm not dead because... Right. <laughs> God, I have so many good stories. First of all, that uh, you're right. It's not what I would consider a fun house. I think like fun house mirrors and like, you know, the shaky floor and stuff like that. That's that's fun. a fun house. <laughs> right. But this would be, you know, it would be like the house of horrors. And you would sit just like in a little buggy, you know, on, on a rail and it would take you through... And silly animatronics and stuff like that. (laughs) I I have actually no memory of this, but when I was a little tiny kid, my parents took me uh, and and my aunt and uncle and, and their kids, we all went to something. I don't remember if it was an amusement park or a carnival like this, but I was so young, like maybe two or something and they sent me and my cousin Nick who was a year older than me they put us in one of these <laughs> buggy cars to go through this house of horrors and they just waited for us outside and again I I honestly have no memory of it but there is a picture of us coming back out like <laughs> clinging terrible. to each other like <laughs> in, in a full body embrace like screaming
0: oh,
1: <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> we were Even though, terrified
0: I mean it was probably mostly dark inside it <laughs> probably lasted about 30 seconds every few seconds or so that you'd trip some light that would come and illuminate like a skeleton uh, maybe one animatronic and the whole thing they they were usually pretty lame when yeah you, when you yeah them, but uh, like it's, it's a lot in those
1: right things. it's like a poor man's it's a small world you know <laughs> like it's <laughs> right. super silly um, but, man, even though I don't remember that, like, just the picture makes me so happy. That's I, my so par- cool. My par- I know. My parents were cool parents. <laughs> they really were. Sent you in by yourselves. <laughs> I know. It was awesome. And then another story, uh, the the janky carnival here in town. For some reason, my mom took us. I, I don't remember. Maybe we were going to, like, see a concert or something, and she's like, you can go ride a couple of rides or whatever. But it was kind of like cloudy like a storm was coming in and so she was like you can go like you know ride some rides or whatever but I don't want you to get on any of the big high rides because it looks like there's a storm coming in and me and my sister were like that's fine whatever and then we went and I convinced my sister like she'll never know let's just go on you know one of these big tall rides and we got on it (laughs) and the storm like immediately rolled in like lightning crashed all around us me and my sister up like i don't know two three stories high in this thing both of us crying and i just remember looking down and my mom's (laughs) had come to find us and she was standing down there with her arms crossed just glaring at us and i knew we were in so much trouble but i loved those kinds of carnivals so maybe i was just uh maybe i was just nostalgic for it
0: well i mean i love look uh the first few minutes of this movie, I really liked. It, it had promise. It was a little derivative, but it was fun. And it's the kind of thing I like. You see this black gloved hand in this kid's bedroom. And this kid is obviously really into horror. And there are masks and things on the wall and models and stuff and posters. And then there's like real weapons like maces and apparently a knife and a sheath and all kinds of stuff on the wall. And this black glove goes and grabs one of those knives out and a clown mask from the top and puts it on. And it's total copycat of Halloween. Yeah. Now you see through his eye holes. And so we know it's a kid. It's it's totally fine. I liked it. And then cut to his sister, who I see in a bathrobe turning on the shower. And I'm like, surely this girl is not going to get naked because she looks way too young (laughs) (laughs) to have a topless scene in this. And uh, she does. Uh, she takes her top off, and I she she was 19. I looked it up, she was 19.
1: Yeah, I was kind of shocked by that. I mean, mm-hmm. Toby Hooper doesn't shy away from anything. Um, but I was surprised four minutes in. What surprises me more is that that uh suggested to me that it was going to be a certain type of movie that then it was not at all. Like, Mm, these are the only boobs you see in the whole movie. And the rest of it, I would say, is pretty darn tame. Yeah. Like, if someone were to make an argument for why it should be rated R, I think I would have to concede. But there are really only a couple of things. For the most part, it feels very pg 13 yeah. it's not super gory. there's not a lot of nudity. there's no sex like the yeah. teenagers make out like well, uh, yeah. after she's already shown her boobs Amy later in the movie like she makes out with her boyfriend and you can tell that she had her top open but you don't see anything even even the uh kills and violence are are not gory. there's a little bit of blood but not yeah, very much not as- at all.
0: They're not as gory as we're used to seeing, that's true.
1: And it almost feels like the the violence and gore feel like the kind of stuff that you would see in one of these horror houses or whatever. Like you know, like a dummy with an axe in its head.
0: Like Right.
1: That's the kind of violence that we're talking about.
0: That's true. Well, I want to finish talking about this because there's a yeah, there's a it. thing here that comes up later. So he he approaches her and it's total psycho like uh homage where he whips open the curtain and he goes in after her sister but the, and his sister and then she holds his hand up and there's this sort of struggle as the knife goes to her stomach and then it bends so it's a rubber knife and uh, she screams at him, tears his mask out chases him out into the hallway and gets him in a closet and yells at him and says
1: Just for that, I'm not taking you to the carnival on Saturday and while I'm there tonight, you think about this I'm going to get even with you. You're not going to know when or where, but I'm going to get you so bad, you're never going to forget it. Never!
0: All right. And I made a note of that. (laughs) So, she's chatting with her parents downstairs, and they're just kind of watching television, and uh, they're warning her not to go, she better not go to the carnival tonight, because those carnivals are dangerous, and this very carnival, like some killer was there somebody died you know when it was two little girls town went missing yeah yeah and she lies and tells him well, no i'm just going to the movies with my with this guy and joey overhears it this like you were a liar and then uh they end up at the carnival so she piles in a car with uh, a couple other people uh, it's her and buzz is her boyfriend a bad her boy 40
1: year old boyfriend <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's old. supposed to he's supposed to be a teenager. I saw the actor was thirty when he played it, and he looks at least
0: thirty and she looks as nineteen as she is uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. and then there's Liz, her friend uh the blonde, and yeah. Richie, the goofball, I guess he's kind I of guess the, whatever they're really just another goofy.
1: couple. I mean they just seem like nice kids, like- mm-hmm. n- none of them have any particular. <laughs> interesting qualities as characters they just seem like nice fun loving kids going you know on a double date to the carnival it's it's cute yeah and another reason that i thought that the joey thing would amount to more is because he was such a cute kid like i yeah. was interested in what was i i wanted him to be more of a part of the movie but did you, i did i you have rec- in my did i recognize him no should i have yeah. Who was he?
0: He was what uh, I can't remember the kid's name, a uh, Will or or the other one in Jim. I think Jim. Yeah, in Something Wicked This Way Comes.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's that's one of the, funny. it's one
0: of the few roles he's had. I think he's only had three roles. It was this one, Something Wicked This Way Comes, and something else, and that's it.
1: This so. must have been before or Something yes. Wicked. I think. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. That makes total sense. Super super cute kid. Yeah.
0: And then and then what we get is just um, and I I don't know you know I liked it. Uh, I, a whole bunch of carnival footage. Yeah, my notes say fun carnival stuff. Yeah, and I just like seeing that. And plus, it's classic carnival stuff. It's like, like you said, old rides. I read that that they just got bought out a whole bunch of rides from an old defunct carnival in Akron, Ohio, and these rides are like from the 40s and 50s. You know, so they're not super modern, but they they look fun. They're going yeah. around the merry go round and they're doing the grab the ring thing, which I only heard about from my dad. Uh, I, I thought that wasn't even a thing as as we got older. But uh, when you're riding around on the merry-go-round and there's like a, a ring, like just kind of out of reach, and you're supposed to go out and try to yeah. grab it with your finger. Did you ever do that? Did you ever see mm. anything
1: like that? <laughs> no, but it's like the central metaphor in Catcher in the Rye, so I'm very familiar with it. <laughs>
0: oh, that's true, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right, English teacher. <laughs> and But at the same time, it's almost comic, And this is why I said it sounds like an old mo- like a kid's movie. It's almost comical. There's a comically weird old hag lady that just kind of yeah. springs on the girls in the bathroom. And it's like, God is watching you. He
1: hears everything. <laughs>
0: and there's like an old bummy type guy who we see just once or twice who looks weird and stumbles into the girls at one point. You're like, oh, is he going to come back again? No, not really. Nah. And then <laughs> it's just so dumb because... Every time they come to something new, Amy stops and like goes off into La La Land. Like the carnival barker is going, you know, come inside, see the two headed cows, see the freaks of nature and she's just staring at him and the music swells and it's like he has her hypnotized and I'm like then, then somebody's like, hey, Amy, you ready to go? Oh, oh, yeah, all, all right, here we go. And she does it for that guy, and she does it for the barker outside the adult dancing girls' tent, and she does it just looking at the funhouse. She does it looking at the Frankenstein guy. Like, this happens like six times, this same shot. Um, and I was like, come on, what, what, what's the deal with Amy?
1: God, I don't remember that specifically, but, like, what you're talking about is what I think saves this movie like I think that it's really stylistic I see Toby Hooper in this movie like he shoots from interesting angles he lights scenes in really interesting ways Mm -hmm. and watching this I was like yep this is the guy who's gonna make Poltergeist in a couple of years It's, it's the same kind of creepy stuff like the, the scene in Poltergeist with the clown that attacks Robbie, that could have been in this movie. Like, it, yeah. it feels, I, I, I just see, I don't know, I, I'm probably giving the movie too much credit, because it's not great, I mean, it's a really simple story, and especially, oh God, when we get to the villain, I, I, villain, I guess, mm. is he, yeah. I, I don't know.
0: No, probably not. Not really. Kind of.
1: Not really. <laughs> it, it it gets a little silly, and it is very simple. But I wasn't bored because I was so visually interested in what I was seeing most of the time. I don't remember long shots of her, but I do remember really interesting shots of the props and the set yeah.
0: pieces. There's a two headed cow. There's a giant fetus. I in thought jar. I was
1: fascinated like i mean like they go into this freak show where the barker outside by the way there are like three different things there's the freak show the girly show and the fun house the fun magic show there's right and they each have their own barker and the barker is played by the same guy yeah i don't think that i noticed that ever before and I think that I only noticed it uh, <laughs> reading the trivia about it because the the guy who took the role took it on the condition that he could play all of the Barkers.
0: <laughs> and
1: if you notice, it just kind of gives it kind of a surreal quality. I don't know. I I don't
0: know. It is surreal. I agree with you that it's stylistic in its own way. It's not artsy stylistic. It's just kind of... Yeah, typical Toby Hooper. Honestly, well, Eating yeah. Alive. If I remember Eating Alive, well, you're gonna freaking eat that movie up because I remember it like this times a hundred, with just crazy ass lights, crazy ass camera angles, really uh, odd, surreal things happening. Uh, we should do that sometime. But I don't know. For me, like I was kind of ready for the action to start. After a while, we're like 30 minutes in, and we spent a lot of time at the carnival. And I, I maybe I just feel like, and maybe I'm wrong. But I felt like he was trying to build this atmosphere as this carnival as being this dangerous, scary place. What the carnival that I saw was pretty normal. It's kind of seedy. It's yeah. It's rather silly. You know, there's this magician in there who looks like Beetlejuice. He's he's drinking during the performance. He's not at all sinister. Right. There's there's a fortune teller, and he goes to her and. Instead of this being your typical fortune-telling scene where she pr- gives some premonition about what's about to happen, like she's—you can see her reach under the table and flip a light off, and and then she gets angry because the kids are laughing <laughs> at her. Oh,
1: out of here, you bad brat! I have
0: performed in front
1: of heads of Europe.
0: Come back or I'll break every bone in your fucking bodies. Like, <laughs> these are very normal people. You know what I mean? Like they're typical, honestly, typical carnival people.
1: Not really. I loved Madame Zena. Madame Zena was pretty awesome, and she is she's an Oscar nominated actress. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Wow. Uh, in real life, she is a Oscar nominated actress, and I looked at her uh, IMDb page, and she has tons of credits and I recognized a couple of things she was in the one off the top of my head she was in she devil with Roseanne Barr and Meryl Streep she she played a character role in that I recognized I liked her and I, I liked this about it that the carnival people were stereotypical but also not necessarily portrayed as evil correct more just kind of like opportunistic and dealing with things as they happen you know yeah.
0: like and they have a bad day and they kind of they, lose exactly their, their face and yeah I mean I, what I was really hoping was that these would all be setups with payoffs later Right. It did occur to me maybe the whole point of this was just to emphasize how normal this carnival is. You know, how it's not an evil, no. you know, sinister carnival. And and that must be the point. But we're 30 minutes into this horror movie. We're a third of the way through it. Yeah. Nothing horrible has happened. No.
1: Yeah, it takes a while to get to anything. The carnival stuff, like the girly show, like I enjoyed that. That was fun to watch. Um, they they just used you know uh, strippers um, local strippers they hired to be in that and it was cute and funny and again it, it calls that's even before my time I don't know maybe it was yeah. going on when we were kids but not in my local carnival it. there was not a girly show um, but you know it was a thing and yeah. I, I, why? Why do I have nostalgia for things that I didn't even experience? Like it's just like a different time. Like it just seems it seems like such a more innocent time. You know when
0: when this was your entertainment. <laughs>
1: husbands would come home from work at the factory and go see scantily clad girls you know like
0: I don't know right <laughs> <laughs> well you're a midwestern boy too and and you know you've lived in you grew up in rural America and there isn't a lot to do in rural America and that, that was, was sort of very the point true of the traveling carnival you know it, yeah you I guess they would come outskirts of cities but the heart was in the heartland, and. You know, this was when you get to see... You know, the promise of seeing things and experiencing things you could maybe only see and experience once a year because you're out in the middle of nowhere. So right, but in that's in the exotic, why
1: even, you know? like, the... they There's literally a two-headed cow in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and and a, a, a cow with a cleft palate, which is surely unfortunate for that cow. But I was just... It, like, huh, you, you don't see stuff like this. I don't know. Like, that... Added a certain reality factor and and a certain because it felt a little more real, it gave it a little bit more grit. Like I believe that this carnival exists. exists. Now, yeah. So the guy who runs the interest uh, entrance to the funhouse wears a Frankenstein mask, and he's featured prominently throughout this first part, not doing anything. Other than, you know, like, letting people off and on the ride, but I certainly got the feeling that this guy is going to be important. Yeah, and the fact that he's masked adds you know some level of mystery but then it just you're right it does just get stupid because richie one of the boys is like hey i've got an idea let's stay the night in the fun house why like that is the <laughs> dumbest thing i've ever heard
0: it doesn't sound like fun at all no
1: it doesn't sound like fun at all you're gonna have to sneak around be quiet because it's not like the place is abandoned you know like the people who work at these places live there stay there yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. So you're just gonna have to be quiet. Like, sure, it might be fun to make out in the funhouse for an hour, but then what are you gonna do,
0: right? Stupid, <laughs> yeah, stupid.
1: But I do have like in bold, like I bolded it so I wouldn't forget to say it. The movie looks better. Okay, I, I there. Let's stay in the funhouse. Next note, definite poltergeist vibe in the funhouse. Next note in bold. This movie looks better than its time. For 1981, I feel like this movie looks like it could have been made yesterday. Like You think so? I think so. In terms of the cinematography, it's clean. That's true. Granted, this is earlier in the movie. When we start to get into the quote-unquote monster, different story does not look modern or contemporary at all. But up to this point, it just... I'm just really impressed with Toby Hooper. I don't really think of him. When I think of great filmmakers, I don't immediately think, oh, Toby Hooper. But Steven right. Spielberg does. Yeah. And Steven Spielberg is considered one of the greatest filmmakers of our
0: time. You know, he he wanted Toby Hooper to direct ET. I know, can you imagine? <laughs> I can't even imagine. And he didn't because he was busy on this movie. <laughs> right. Well, and then there's the whole deal we've talked about
1: this before. It's been a long time, but we've talked about it before. Toby Hooper directed Poltergeist, but people say all the time really Steven Spielberg directed it, but I don't know. I believe that Toby Hooper directed it, probably with a lot of help from his friend. Which, yeah. like, great. And I do see uh, Spielbergian aspects in that movie, particularly when it comes to the relationships between the family. But the movie looks like a Toby Hooper movie. It does. And I again, it's one of my favorite movies. I can't believe we have done like seven. I was gonna say seven hundred. That's that's overshooting. We've done like three hundred and some episodes and we've never done Poltergeist, one of my very favorite movies. I, I think sequel? it's I know, but I think it's because I'm I would never be able to stop talking about it. But the <laughs> I still think this movie looks great, at least up until this point. Um and then my next note, excellent aerial shot of the carnival at close. Yes.
0: That's there really are some cool.
1: amazing crane shots in this movie.
0: And that's revisited later, but I, I I, also made a note about that. I think this is when Joey is alone there. The kids are already inside the funhouse, and and Joey looks up at the funhouse and is freaked out, and then suddenly the creaking mannequin on top of it scares him, and then suddenly the old hag lady's behind him and goes, boo! <laughs> and then he, like, runs away and climbs a fence out of the place, and, oh, God, it's so dumb. But anyway... Then he decides to—I don't know—break into a car. It's so weird because whatever's happening with Joey, we cut away from it right away, and we go right back into the kids making out in the funhouse. And maybe your screen was a little smaller than mine, but you could see her boobs again in there. Not that I was looking, but uh, (laughs) sure, boy, of course not. Both of them. (laughs) No, I was
1: watching it on a computer screen. So,
0: as soon as they're done making out, they hear something, or they look down (laughs) through the floorboards of this funhouse, and there's somebody down underneath. It turns out there's a whole other level to this. It must be underground. A
1: basement. Yeah. At this traveling fun Traveling
0: carnival. But anyway, there's this, the guy with the Frankenstein mask on, and uh, he's going to get some money, and the... He doesn't
1: talk. He just mumbles, Madam Zena, you texted me. I, I had just started watching this movie, and you texted me something about it, and I... I don't remember when I... Said this to you, but I said I only remember one scene. This was the scene. This is the one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was the scene
1: that I remember.
0: <laughs> Go ahead, you uh, explain it. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, it's really kind of pathetic. Like you don't know what's going on with Frankenstein, but he doesn't talk. Like he only just kind of mumbles and he and he kind of like bumbles around. Um, a little bit but he's like taking money out of the cash box and at first he tries to give her a 20 and she's like no that's not enough and he tries to give her a 50 nope nope it's not enough and he finally gives her a hundred and you figure out he's paying her for sex <laughs> but like once he gives her the money they lay down on the floor together And she barely touches him. I don't remember what she says, uh, but. She
0: kind of starts jerking him off, and then it's like, oops. Oh, well, I guess it happens to the best of us.
1: Yeah, Uh, I don't even know if he had gotten out of his pants yet. Like,. Yeah. (laughs) But he must have, because she, like, she wipes her hand off. It's so gross. (laughs) That's the part that I remember. Now, I think that ultimately, the reason that I. This, I just don't know how to feel about this, because after that i think he wants to try again or he wants the money back or something but she's resistant and he kills her yeah and the kids see all this and then they there's a whole scene of them like running around trying to get out and apparently they can't and then in the next scene they end up exactly where they were before Yes, in the same pose. That was pose. so weird, right? That's why I
0: thought there were some editing problems or maybe some something changed in the editing with the, the script. Like, why did these kids then hunker back down? Exactly the where they were before. Right. Yeah. Right was-
1: above. I don't know. Oh, okay. and, and Joey sneaks back in. Like I've got notes about Joey, but nothing happens with him. No, he sneaks um, back
0: into the carnival. That's it. And now they're we're back inside the funhouse, which apparently has a second story. They're like climbing around up and down stairs. I think they go back down, and for some reason they think if they can cut through that room, they can find a way out. So they walk through it, uh, and then, like you said, they're back in that spot. Uh, the exact and that's same when spot, right above and, the room. And that's when the Barker comes in uh, downstairs. So here's the thing. This this guy, when he kills this woman, pushes her up against an electric box, which makes it spark. Okay, right. And turns on all the lights, which were previously off inside there, and kind of makes all the animatronics go for a while. But then, when he walks in, the lights are off. But up above where the kids are, they're lit by all the stuff around them.
1: It looks huh. great. It's a great shot.
0: They're like, I mean, that's a great shot, but it doesn't make sense. I,
1: no, it doesn't make any sense, but it looks great. They're like in front of. Uh, it looks almost like stained glass or something, yeah. like carnival lights behind them. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense why they're there, well, but it looks he, great. <laughs>
0: he, yeah, it does. It's a great tableau. I'm not gonna. De- I'm not gonna deny that at all. Well, he flips the switch back on somehow, and then he like looks around, he sees the girl, and he goes, oh, you really did it this time, you killed one of the family. And he starts slapping him around like crazy, and then he's like, oh, you know what, we'll dump her somewhere, and we're going to blame it on the locals. But
1: then... You paid her $100? Jesus. I could have got you one of them 10 girls for $15. You never did understand the value of a dollar, did you? Yeah, I thought that was funny, too. But But, when he's he's yelling at him and, and like, punishing him or whatever, he... I don't remember if he... Somehow the mask, the Frankenstein mask, comes off. mm -hmm. Uh, And you see that under that mask, kind of inexplicably, because... The, the the mask that he actually like that is supposed to be his actual face is like two times as big <laughs> as the Frankenstein mask was so I'm Very not really sure point. how that fit over his face but he's got this monstrous face you know we you and I talk about this i I, I don't think a movie would like this would even be made today. This no. uh, was not at all uncommon. Like monstrous, um, supposedly deformed people being right. villains uh, in movies. Like I just I I think that our culture is just too sensitive. Like people would come out of the woodworks. He is a human being, and it's not his fault that <laughs> right. he was born that way. <laughs> like, I get it. And, uh, even even me watching it, like, I, I feel bad for him. Yeah. I, 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 like, I felt bad for this but, guy.
0: But this guy crosses the line. He's almost like a vampire. He's not just like a... I mean, he is deformed, deformed, oh, yeah, like yeah, he's yeah, got true. yellow eyes that are bugged out, and like you his face is almost split down the middle. He and looks got...
1: very much like the cow. I, I, I yeah, can only imagine actually. that that was intentional. He looks very much like the cow that had the cleft palate.
0: He's like a quote-unquote freak, right? Like a circus yeah. freak, uh, really, and uh, he's like sloth in a way from goodies. Yes, but right. But, and, and not even mean.
1: But that's the thing, like he seems, right, no, he just seems childlike and and doesn't know the appropriate way to deal with people obviously
0: yeah but in all this commotion he's like being they finds out all the money's missing so he gets pissed uh he's like didn't what what did you do with the money where's the rest of the money and he flips out they're making all this noise he's torn his mask out and in the meantime one of the kids lighters falls on the ground from upstairs and he hears that over the commotion that's going on Anyway, all right, fine. It's a movie. So he turns around. He discovers the lighter and looks up and realizes there must be somebody up there. And now the kids are in trouble. In the meantime, Joey's outside prowling around a little bit more, kind of bored. I'm thinking, oh, he's going to find a way in to the fun house and like he's going to be their way out or he's going to meet up with them or something's going to happen. Well, the doors are still locked from the outside, but he finds one of the flags in the front, which is draped over kind of the bottom skirt of it. He lifts it and there's like a hole there. And when he starts to peer into the hole, that monster guy reaches out at him. And he flips out and he backs up. He doesn't come out. He just reaches out at him. And then he backs into the old hag and a a bum. And one of the carnies grabs him anyway and whisks him away. Now we're back to the kids inside. Who, by the way, it's just, why did that, why did that happen? Well, I don't
1: know. And because I say he's scared and he gets grabbed by carnies. And then the only other thing that happens is like, they Call his parents and his parents come get him. And some oh god, some weird guy like I that scene that was whoever it was that called his parents. This guy that found him, why is Joey unconscious?
0: Yeah, I have no idea.
1: I don't remember, I don't have no idea. But this guy's like, he's like, I found him. And I cleaned him up real nice. And he's like stroking the kid's face. Meanwhile, the kid's parents are standing right there like, what is happening? Like, why is this weird guy stroking your child? They
0: think it's as weird as we do, clearly. And they're like, well, I guess we'll just take him home. But they're not moving a muscle. Wouldn't they, by now, have had him in their arms and been walking out to the car? I don't know.
1: It's bizarre.
0: It's so weird. They're just standing there staring. And like I said, there's so many shots of Amy just standing and staring and we're back to the kids inside the fun house and they're making no great efforts to get out of this. Well, they're trying, but... I, not really. They, I mean, they the, sit the doors down are like and chat and stuff. with each other.
1: Like, I suppose. Well, at the, you know, I, I, I jumped a little bit ahead because by the time that Joey is being stroked by a creepo, <laughs> Amy is like, they, they're being chased around. Like, they've seen the monster, they're being chased around and she tries to scream at her parents through an industrial fan and they can't hear her.
0: Yeah, it's later, but yeah.
1: It's later, but but what's the, the, the Barker guy tells... Do they ever call him Gunther? He's credited as Gunther. Uh,
0: no, I never heard I, his name. I keep I calling him...
1: Know, that's what I'm calling him. Is. Well, maybe I just made it up, but that's what I'm going to call him from now on. <laughs> he, the monster guy. Uh, the Barker tells Gunther to kill the kids like he's like we're just gonna clean this up you know kill them and we'll dump them somewhere we'll get out of here or whatever and then I don't understand some of the things that happen like you're right like they're just the four kids are just like sitting around chatting when from nowhere a noose drops Drops. from the ceiling (laughs) right onto Richie's head and hangs him
0: (laughs) Pulls him up into the out of their reach into the supposed rafters of this place. Now this funhouse is like two or three stories tall, and (laughs) has rafters so high up nobody can see. I I, just (laughs) unbelievable. I don't even.
1: I don't get it. I
0: I don't get it either.
1: Um, And and then I guess Buzz has an axe, and they. They see somebody coming in one of the cars. He's like, I got this. And he, like, axes the per- and it's Richie. So he axes Richie in the head. So I-, I I assume Richie was already dead. I assume right? he was already He's dead.
0: He's just tied up on the car. He- this is
1: just nutty. Like, it's, like are, th- are they setting up these traps? Because then... Immediately. Out of nowhere, Liz just falls through a trap door. Like... Right. And she's just gone.
0: Why in this funhouse that is on a rail, it is, it's, it's not a thing you can walk through. Why is there a trap door next to the railing that opens up and then closes and they, they, can't, they can't open it up? No. Like, did somebody <laughs> trigger that? I don't is, know. Is it a, do they do this all the time? Like, it, it doesn't make sense. It's just silly movie stuff.
1: Well, they are a murderous carnival. No. The bark the barker guy does like he he says to Gunther like You're all the time getting in trouble or something, I'm all I have to clean up after you like those two girls back in whatever. And they they had said, you know, that these twin girls had gone missing after this carnival had gone through. That's why Amy's dad didn't want them to go. So they do kill people sometimes.
0: it's not an hH Holmes situation where <laughs> they deliberately set this thing up to hope that kids are no, gonna they stay just the night in accidentally there. But, kill people sometimes but it's it's mostly set up the way that he says it to him is because well this guy's slow and he doesn't know what he's doing and just like he killed um the fortune teller he's killed other people too and he's got to clean up after him I don't think it's like the idea is that the whole carnival thing is like on this killing spree
1: no no that's that's why I said just you know like
0: Every now and then. They, they, they
1: you know, <laughs> they have to take care of things, and they do.
0: So now, and this was confusing. Now, uh, like you said, Joey, went outside with his parents, staring at the fun house in a daze as they're getting ready to leave. And then out of nowhere comes his thoughts, which is, <laughs> I'm going to get even with you. I'm going to get back at you so bad that you're never going to forget it.
1: Yeah, it felt... I, I I had no idea what was happening. It felt like it was from a different movie. Like I, I get it that it's a callback, but what is he thinking? Is he thinking that this is some elaborate plot that his sister has put into motion? What's
0: the like, point? I
1: it doesn't I have no make idea. any sense, and it doesn't matter because we never we, see him again. We don't. We don't. But <laughs>
0: <did you> see- <laughs>
1: yes, which I is want, annoying. I, I want you to talk about <laughs> this next part because. You you alluded to it earlier, and I was surprised by the way that you alluded to it because um, Liz, who fell through the trap door, wakes up. I have no idea where this is supposed to be.
0: This is supposed to be. Is it? It looks. It's it's a narrow passageway with a bunch of pipes and things going down. I don't know if it's supposed to be like a ventilation system. I guess because there's a a giant fan. There's a giant fan at the end of it, and that's where she is. And, of course, my first thought was, well, just stop that fan. It looks like it leads outside. You can crawl out of it. She's down there, and she wakes up, and suddenly around the corner is the monster guy, and he's coming towards her. And she's, like, uh, crying and upset and begging and pleading for her life. And she's like, "Uh, I I heard that you like girls. Like, I can can do things for you. I I won't even make you pay. Uh, It's all right. You can... Oh, my God! That was so painful. It's disturbing <laughs>
1: when you alluded to her to it earlier, like she says she has to say all these horrible things that like I didn't think it was that big a deal like oh. she I know you like girls. I could be nice to you. You won't. You don't even have to pay.
0: As he's coming towards her, literal drool is coming out of his mouth on her. He's leaning in close. He's getting drool all over. He's wrapping his arm. It's disgusting.
1: But what does it it say? What does it say about me that I felt more bad for him in this moment?
0: Well, he's a sympathetic character for sure.
1: Yeah, like. I understand that she's doing what she has to do. Like she's trying to. I, I understand what she's doing, but from his point of view, a pretty girl is being nice to him. <laughs> a
0: pretty, a pretty girl. He is menacing. Is being I guess.
1: Nice to him. Well, I suppose. Well, why else is
0: he down there and coming after? No, him? you're right. I,
1: you're right. I'm reading. I, I'm. I'm. I'm reading too much into it. But I did. I, I. I felt bad for him. Like this poor guy.
0: Well, there's no question. You're meant to feel bad for him. He's sort of like a Frankenstein. I mean, there's probably no no question why he's got the Frankenstein mask on earlier, right? right? That's right. intentional. He's supposed to be the the sympathetic monster who just doesn't know what he's doing. But she uh, somehow, I guess, she stabs which, him. Yeah, I guess the the, From the a knife got that, got that she down just found. I don't
1: know. There's just a knife around there, and and then he kills her. Like I, yeah. question mark? Uh, but you don't really see it. You don't really see it happen.
0: Actually, it's a cool angle where you don't see it, but you see kind of from above, and it's obscured a little bit, but then you see his hand raise a couple times, and his fingernails are all bloody, and it's pretty clear she's not going to make it. At the same time, dumbass Amy is standing in front of a huge fan. I don't know if this is another passageway. I don't know how she got there, but this fan is apparently right smack dab on the front of the funhouse, and it's about half as tall as a person is, and she's screaming out it at her parents, who she can see out there. Uh, but the fan is too loud, so her screams are not carrying, and they're too far away to notice. Believable. Once again, I was like, why would you not just grab something and stop that fan? Heck, I mean, the motor and the, the belt, it's right there in front of you. Like, True. Get a pipe, get something. Like That's your best way out right? that you guys have found yet. You stop that fan, you guys can crawl out there. Then she just leaves, and they never come back to it. Yeah, I don't know. Plus, the, I never the, saw that fan from the front of the building. I couldn't figure out where the heck it could have been. At. I don't know. And we get a lot of shots at the front of that fun house.
1: So. You're right that it takes a long time to get to the action, but then this ending just happens so fast. Like, Yeah. Uh, the Barker guy confronts Buzz and Amy with a gun, and then Buzz and the Barker fight, and the Barker guy gets impaled on a giant sword. Why would there be... <laughs> giant swords Sticking that are straight sharp out. enough to entirely bail person
0: it was a different time Craig those carnivals
1: their insurance would never approve that <laughs> <laughs> and, then
0: I, and no, then I love but before he dies <laughs> I love what the Barker says because he has this long soliloquy about family and family's important and oh blood is God, thicker man. than water and he he's talking about his boy and he's like and I'm sure he's going to be a great comfort to me in my old age <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah. That was funny. Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know if that was meant to be silly or what, but uh,
1: Well, nice. and then, well, and then Gunther the monster guy is, you know, out of nowhere. Because, yeah, but he attacks out of nowhere. And then like he and Buzz kind of tussle off screen, like we don't see it and there are gunshots. Oh. And then And then, dude. And then Buzz is dead and served up like on a like
0: a mechanical by an, clown,
1: animatronic clown. It's hilarious!
0: That was on the track. Suddenly, I, look. I'm sorry, I mean, Toby Hooper is great and he knows how to stage certain things. I don't know if fight scenes are one of them because these two little tussles between the carny and Buzz and Gunther were lame.
1: Fair enough.
0: There is a, several moments in there where Buzz is just standing there and he has a perfect opportunity where the monster's back is to him looking at his dad to just throw him onto that sword along with him and he just stands there, which, which is what the girls do in this movie whenever they're confronted oh, yeah. with the killer and i hate that about
1: yeah especially now that uh buzz is dead amy is just kind of walking around being scared by the funhouse stuff like come on and then and then in my i don't even remember this i just have in my notes amy is in an industrial basement
0: (laughs) (laughs) in my notes i just have where the is she (laughs) down there I don't know how she got there. She she, felt she crawled through a vent or something. And now, this was, by the way, <laughs> we've got the fun house. We have the sub-basement below the fun house where this family stays. She crawls down a vent even deeper <laughs> to this yes! below the sub-basement of the fun house, which I guess includes all of the mechanics. For having <laughs> Like it work?
1: big exposed gears, like Giant what?
0: chains going by on hooks, like on <laughs> the room. What? what was that all about? There is nothing that complicated up above. Plus, there is a whole floor between the actual fun house and this room. So,
1: so yeah. So she's down there in this industrial basement, and Gunther
0: steam. By the way, psh, yeah, every now yeah. and then, steam is coming out like. <laughs>
1: Seriously, hooks on chain on a conveyor belt. Like, what is this? I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. But he confronts her and he screams at her because he doesn't talk. He just screams.
0: No, before, before he confronts her, Craig, you cannot skip this. She spends about eight minutes. I almost timed it. It's over five minutes just crawling around this room she could clearly see across and just freaking out just
1: i remember her finding bodies she oh, finds her friend's body that right was, the girl that
0: was before this yeah mm. down there she's by herself waiting for that guy to come down all right sorry
1: <laughs> no it's okay Oof. um and so he comes down and screams at her and she hits him with the crowbar but he grabs it and like goes to swing it at her but Accidentally gets electrocuted, (laughs) like by a fuse box,
0: (laughs) and then accidentally his arm flops over onto the chain, and he starts getting pulled around the room. And And what does she do? She stands six inches in front of him, follows him around the room six inches away from him, freaking out. And and then he wakes up
1: slowly. Does she move? No, No, she She just stands right there
0: screams a, a bunch while he slowly reaches his hand out and grabs her. I, I wanted to throw my computer at the TV at this point. It was ridiculous.
1: I was, and I couldn't believe like.
0: <laughs> and, I said, and I said, I'm telling you, I read this review that said, oh, the nail-biting tense final scene like kind of makes up. I was like, are you kidding me? The final scene is stupid.
1: <laughs> I thought it was funny. It is stupid, but it's oh, kind it's of funny. funny. And then, so like he's he, you know, like he's he's on the hook on the, on the, <laughs> I don't know, and he gets pulled into like these big spinning gears and uh, supposedly gets crushed or whatever. And the last scene is another. Well, first she walks out and she looks at the top of the fun house. There's this big animatronic fat lady, and it like laughs at her. Um, Which is kind of funny. I read that that's supposed to be like, oh, it's over because the fat lady sang. (laughs)
0: Um, Okay,
1: cute, whatever. And then it's a great crane, another great crane shot. Like when I say a great crane shot, I mean a great crane shot. Like I read that this crane was enormous, like 300 feet tall or something.
0: It'd have to be to get as high as it got
1: oh my god it just pulls up and you see but my favorite thing about that very final shot is that the rest of the carnies are just going about their business as, you know what? like nobody knows what all has gone down in the fun house all night and they're just getting ready for the day like mm-hmm. i loved it loved it
0: and she kind of blends in with them right because she's just um, almost looks as beat down as the rest
1: of them <laughs> yeah she does i do not hate this movie <laughs> I don't hate it. I,
0: I've i seen worse.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's a great movie, but I think it's interesting. I think that there are interesting things to say about it. Um, and uh, given the Ooh. opportunity... I would be interested to hear Toby Hooper or anybody else who is involved in it. You're right. I couldn't find a lot about it either in in trying to research it. Kudos. In trying to research it, I couldn't find a whole lot, which is disappointing. I love, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff. But I I would be interested. And and for a filmmaker who's well-respected by his prestigious peers... Um, you know, this is an early venture for him and I think that it shows a lot of promise. Is it a great movie? No, absolutely not. The the story is pretty stupid. But there there are things about it. I think there's some really I, I think there's some cool cinematography, some cool imagery, just suggestions of what he would do better later. I don't I don't hate it.
0: I mean I can see why at the time, I think at the time, 1981, uh, you know, the, the critic reviews were generally positive and Gene Siskel gave it like a positive. And I, and I think the reason for that is because it stands out amongst what was there. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing these movies, right? It's it's usually just the dead teenager movies like Roger Ebert called them. They're really stupid, like, you know, they're just a bunch of people and then they get hacked up and it's all about how bloody can it be and there's pretty much no story. This movie obviously stands out against that and so it probably felt very fresh and original even though a lot of it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with the stylized lighting and Toby Hooper up-and-coming guy um, and something just different and unique probably really resonated with yep. people. But looking at it now, Again, I, I've seen much worse. Uh, I, there were some things to like in here, but I was bored and I, I didn't find it scary. I found it downright silly at times, and not even un, not even intentionally silly. Uh, and I and I, I cannot get over. I really hate. I'm almost personally offended <laughs> by the horror movies where the female does nothing but stand there and scream and get killed. And it's it's almost a trope, right? But it's. Mm-hmm particularly bad in this movie. Maybe among the worst I've seen. There's never even an excuse given like, oh, she fell down or, oh, she's backed up against a corner or something like that. This girl at the end of the movie literally follows this guy around the room six inches away from him Mm -hmm. while she's freaking out and screaming. She should have been smarter than that. Mm-hmm. anyway
1: yeah i think your criticisms are totally fair i uh, don't disagree with anything that you said that being said if you haven't seen it yeah folks yeah. watch it i like
0: I, yeah i, I kind of check like it, it out <laughs> I, think, I think horror fans we, we we watch a lot of different stuff and this is unique enough to yeah to check out just like i said if you're looking for something to be terrified by I, i'm not oh no it's
1: not yet. scary no
0: Cool. Well, uh, thanks again, patrons, for recommending this movie. You, too, can be a patron if you go to patreon.com slash Podcast. But also, we just like to hear from all of our fans, Uh, whatever you thought of this podcast, whatever you thought of this movie, if you've seen it. uh, Just find us, Two Guys and a Chainsaw Podcast is all you need to Google, to pull up our Facebook page, our Twitter page. Leave us a note there. Let us know what you think. Until next time, I'm Todd.
1: And I'm Craig.
0: With Two Guys and a Chainsaw.